Hi there. My name is Dr. Howard Slapkov, and I'm a retired um, educator. I was at one time the chair of the Ontario programs at Niagara University, and I was proud to be involved with the evolution of that program almost from its inception. One of the things that I've always advocated even before I began to work for Niagara University, was the integration of technology into classroom teaching and learning. I had a fascination with computers when I was a graduate student, way back when, when computers were big, huge, mainframe machines that read machine language and processed routines that came up with answers. And from then on, I was fascinated. When the first personal computers came out, I was not able to jump on the bandwagon, but when I began working at a school that started playing around with the use of computers, I got right back into the action and started to learn once again. And from that moment on, I was hooked myself, and I spent a lot of try time trying to hook other people. I became a specialist, if you will, on how to help teachers and students learn to use the technology in the classroom. Well, as you all know, the classroom no longer is in a physical building called a school or a university. For now, classrooms are at home, and teachers are at home, and students are at home. And it occurred to me, and then in talking to colleagues, it occurred to them that there was something I could do to help not just the students, because they're digital natives. They know when you give them a task how to go about doing it. But the parents and the teachers who have to get the parents to work with the students to help bridge the gap between what they do know and what they need to know in order to help their kids learn. So we decided that I would spend a little bit of time every so often making a little video that I would post or the university would post to help get people more engaged, number one, and more knowledgeable, more importantly, number two, about how to use the technology successfully with their children and teachers with parents and so on. To give you an example, something that you can use, let me show you what I mean. I subscribe to a number of listservs or ongoing conversations where people post questions and others post answers to help 
teachers integrate technology? Very specific questions. But I also get daily two or three emails with lists of things that schools are doing in education in a variety of different areas. And one of them lately has involved virtual trips. Now, when I was still teaching, a virtual trip meant going to a, a museum or an art gallery or an aquarium or someplace else like that and using that location's webcams that are posted all over in those buildings to help take children on a trip. You can't afford to take them on a trip as a class when they're in school anymore because there are so many financial and legal restrictions that make just renting a bus and taking kids to the museum a very difficult proposition. And of course, today, you can't get in the car and go to any museum or art gallery because they're all closed, because we have to keep social distancing. But suppose you wanted to give your kids something to do and something that was going to be productive in their learning, or you were a teacher and you wanted to set a task in front of a group of students so that they would find something to do. Believe it or not, you can Google, and I bet everybody that's listening to this or watching this knows what I mean when I say you can Google. You can Google virtual trips and come up with all kinds of lists. Or you can Google the Smithsonian or the Ontario Science Center or the Victoria and Albert Museum or the Art Gallery of Ontario or the National Gallery or wherever you wanted to go, anywhere in the world. You could Google for that website, go to that website, and then follow the links by clicking something that all of us have come to enjoy and spending time on. But you can click on until you find, you can click on links until you find a link that leads you to activities for children. The trick, of course, is that you have to do it first. You, the teacher, or you, the student. And you have to design an activity or a series of activities. But suppose you wanted to do a unit on windmills. And I'm just picking this off of the top of my hat. And you do a search in Google for virtual trips in the Netherlands or a virtual tour of a windmill. And you watch and you see what they ask. And then you have a series of questions ready. Or that website will have a series of questions that, depending upon the age of the child, they 
on their own can read and respond to. And then you can go back and check and see whether they noticed what they were supposed to notice. And if they didn't notice, ask yourself why and so forth. But you can build a whole series of activities. Imagine if you had building toys for kids that are in grade 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6, where they build the windmill. Or they use popsicle sticks, which you can, believe it or not, order online. And a glue gun, which you can order online and have delivered. And then they can make their own windmill. Or they can draw pictures of windmills. I could spend a lot of time helping you understand the directions you can go. But what I want to leave you with is the idea that you decide what you want to do with your students. I have grandchildren that live in Israel and a granddaughter that is in Minneapolis. And I did a search on a couple of institutions, especially the Science Museum, the Ontario Science Center in Toronto, Ontario. And I followed the link to teachers and students and then the link to activities and then believe it or not, activities for art, activities for math, activities for language arts. And you just pick. You don't have to be an expert in technology to go online yourself and look for something and then follow through on it as a good. As a, you can do exactly the same thing. You can think about what you were going to do in the classroom, whatever the grade, whatever the topic, whatever the subject, and you can Google and find. You can find virtual lesson plans. Where to start? Google. And then from there, the sky's the limit. I hope this gets you started. Just to finish... When I was teaching at Niagara University, I used to get to school and that would this would have been maybe six, eight years ago. And I would be trying to do what my students could do with their technology, their cell phones. Their cell phones. And I would have a problem with something and I'd ask one of the students. The student would look me in the eye and say, Dr. S., Never underestimate what you can find by Googling. Good luck. Happy Googling.